Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Weekly Muse for the 4th to the 10th of March, 2021, where I bring you the latest news and events from around the world of music over the past week. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. This week, there were a number of stars of the music industry celebrating their birthdays. Gary Newman turned 63, Chris Ree turned 70, Dave Gilmore of Pink Floyd turned 75, and child prodigy and hip-hop artist Little Bow Wow turns 34. This week in history, there were many major events and interesting happenings from around the world. In 1955, Elvis Presley made his debut on TV for the show Louisiana Hayride. Five years later in the same week, he ends his two-year service in the US Army after being conscripted in 1958, making him one of the most high-profile musicians to serve in the military. In 1958, Andy Gibb, musician and younger brother of the Bee Gees, was born. Exactly 30 years and 5 days later, Andy passed away due to excessive cocaine abuse, leading to myocarditis, or inflammation of the heart muscle. On the 4th of March 1963, the Beach Boys released their track Surfing in the USA. The very next day, however, Patsy Cline is killed in a plane crash, being remembered as the very first country musician to cross over into the pop scene. In 1971, the legendary song Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin is played live for the very first time at Ulster Hall in Belfast before its official release as a single later that same year in November. In 1973, Paul McCartney was fined £100 after it was discovered he had been growing cannabis on his farm property in Scotland, claiming that he had been given the seeds by fans and wasn't sure what they would grow. In 1979, Michael Jackson's brother Randy, of the Jackson 5, is involved in a serious car accident where he broke both of his legs and almost died at the hospital. Luckily he is still with us today at the age of 59. In 1982, Frank Zappa's son, named Dweezil, and his daughter named Moon Unit, start their very own band, naming it Fred Zeppelin, and releasing their first song called My Mother is a Space Cadet. In 1994, Kurt Cobain was rushed to hospital after overdosing on the prescription medication called Rohypnol and was washed down with champagne during his tour of Rome. More detail on this story is coming in Kurt Cobain's three-part episode in season two of Lyrics of Their Life. In 1997, African-American hip-hop artist The Notorious B.I.G. was shot dead at just age 24. In 1998, Oasis member Liam Gallagher appeared in court in Brisbane, Australia for headbutting a fan, however he was released on bail. Meanwhile, Eminem is signed to Aftermath Entertainment, with Dr Dre kickstarting his career. And finally in 2019, Keith Flint, known as the frontman of The Prodigy, passed away. This week we saw a number of new singles released, with Justin Bieber in his single titled Hold On, Maroon 5 with Beautiful Mistakes, Bruno Mars with Leave the Door Open, Dean Lewis with Falling Up, and Alfie Templeman with Everybody's Gotta Love Somebody. For 1975 fans, they've released a track called Spinning with No Rome and Charlie XCX. While the duo of Great Good Fine OK released a song called Could Be Us featuring Emily Burns. Notable and new albums released this week include Blue D Tiger with her album How Did We Get Here. It's quite an interesting sounding album with some great tracks in there. If you're a fan of Nick Cave, he has put out an album titled Carnage, alongside Warren Ellis. Former busker and street performer Tash Sultana 
has put out a solid album called Terra Firma, a band that has grew in popularity recently called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard has put out an album called LW. Alice Cooper has also returned and just put out his 28th overall studio album called Detroit Stories. If you're a fan of the Melvins, who are a major influence on Kurt Cobain, they have a new album out called Working With God. Basically, it's a mix of heavy garage-style rock with a bit of comedy mixed in there. If you prefer a more positive, upbeat style of music, then Shepard have released their new album called Kaleidoscope Eyes, with Die Young and, and Symphony being great pop tunes. And two new albums that I highly recommend are Kings of Leon's new album called When You See Yourself and Australian band The Rubens with 0202. There are some great tracks on that one especially, with the songs titled Live In Life and Time Of My Life being some of their best. And last of all, even though it was put out in early February, the Foo Fighters have returned with another great album titled Medicine At Midnight which sees them taking a different approach to their previous work, with their lead single, Waiting on a War, out now. As we take a look at who's topping the singles charts around the world, beginning with Australia, and Heatwaves by Glass Animals, remains at number one, after rising in popularity after taking out top spot on Triple J's Hottest 100. Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo sits at number two after previously peaking at number one, Australian artist The Kid Leroy is holding down third spot with his track Without You and rising quickly into 10th is Pink and her daughter Willow with their track Cover Me in Sunshine. In the US, Canada, Europe and the UK, Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo is at number one. On the album charts this week in Australia and the UK, The Architects hold down top spot with their album For Those That Wish To Exist and in Australia, Shepherd with Kaleidoscope Eyes is in second place. Alice Cooper's new one, not too far behind in third. In the US and Canada, Dangerous by Morgan Wallen is in the top spot, while in the US alone, Ariana Grande and Positions are in at number two. 660's self-titled album, and his single, All She Wrote, is holding down top spot in New Zealand on both charts. This week in the news, there are growing calls by some members of Generation Z taking to social media and TikTok to criticise and protest against the early work of Eminem under his alter ego Slim Shady and his 2010 hit song, Love The Way You Lie. As they are attempting to have some of his music banned due to the so-called offensive and crude language and themes depicted, such as the line, If she ever tries to fucking leave again, I'ma tie her to the bed and set this house on fire. Eminem would hit back at these cancel culture type claims with a song he wrote called Tone Deaf as he raps the line, I can't understand a word you say, I'm tone deaf. I think this way I prefer to say, I'm tone deaf. I won't stop, even when my hair turns grey. I'm tone deaf, because they won't stop until they cancel me. It's definitely not the first time that people have tried to cancel Eminem's music from being released or simply to ban it. He has been sued from everyone from his mother, to his wife, to his childhood bully over songs relating to them, but those songs still remain to this day. He is known as one of the most feared disrappers out there, tearing many to shreds with his witty one-liners, so those trying to cancel him might want to tread carefully. In other news, beloved and well-renowned Australian Michael Gudinski sadly passed away on the 1st of March 2021 at the age of 68. Michael was born and raised in Melbourne, Australia after his Jewish parents relocated from Russia in 1948. 
Michael is well respected for being a leading father figure in the music industry as the owner and creator of Mushroom Records at just the age of 20. With Mushroom Records, Michael signed and worked with many Australian artists, bringing them to the world stage with the likes of Kylie Minogue, the Skyhooks, the Angels, the Choir Boys, Jimmy Barnes, Evermore, Eskimo Joe and Kiwi Act Split Ends. He was also behind Frontier Touring, which brought huge acts like Bon Jovi, Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran to the country and was behind many music charity events, especially during the COVID pandemic as he attempted to help young, up-and-coming Australian talent be seen. Some of these include the sound and music from the home front. Along the way, he picked up many awards for his achievements, such as Member of the Australian Order for his contribution to the entertainment industry. Michael was also great friends with Australia's greatest music interviewer, Molly Meldrum, and Australian rock legend, Jimmy Barnes, who, like many in the industry, were saddened by his death, taking to social media to share their best memories of him and their condolences. I'm sure you've all heard our next story about the freak incident involving Lady Gaga's dog walker and French bulldogs being shot at while on a leisurely stroll in the Hollywood Hills. Lady Gaga was not present at the time as she had been in Rome, Italy, filming a movie called The House of Gucci. Gaga's dog walker Ryan Fisher was out walking her three French bulldogs, Koji, Gustave and Miss Asia, in LA's Hollywood Hills on Wednesday when a white sedan rolled up beside them and two men jumped out demanding that he hands over the dogs. A struggle ensued and before Ryan knew it, one of the men drew a gun, firing a single shot at him with what was believed to be a semi-automatic handgun with the bullet connecting and entering his chest. This then knocked Ryan to the ground as the armed robbers snatched Koji and Gustav and drove off with them, leaving a scene of horror. Luckily, the third French bulldog, Miss Asia, was okay and had run off from the scene, only to return to be by Ryan's side and was then taken back to Gaga's representatives while the search for the other two took place. Ryan was taken to hospital in a serious but stable condition and Lady Gaga took to social media to post a massive $500,000 reward for Koji and Gustav's safe return, stating, My beloved dogs Koji and Gustav were taken in Hollywood two nights ago. My heart is sick and I am praying my family will be whole again with an act of kindness. I will pay $500,000 for their safe return. She then included the email address to contact them on and then continued with, If you bought or found them unknowingly, the reward is the same. I continue to love you, Ryan Fisher. You risked your life to fight for our family. You're forever a hero. The reward amount was seen as a controversial move, however, with some suggesting it could encourage more thefts of expensive pets in the area, such as French Bulldogs, and lead to people thinking they could get away with a hefty reward if they steal and then return these pets after they name their price as well as causing many to call up with false leads, attempting to receive the reward. Around two days later on the Friday, Ryan was said to be doing a lot better. At around 6pm that same day, a woman who remains anonymous came down to the LAPD's Olympic Community Police Station and handed the two French Bulldogs in, safe and sound, after explaining that she had found them tied to a pole in an alley around 7 kilometers away from where they had been snatched. It was then confirmed that it was Gaga's two French Bulldogs and Gaga stayed true to her promise and paid the woman her $500,000 reward and it's believed that she had nothing to do with the dognappers. Since the incident, the culprits are still on the loose. Ryan is still recovering but is no longer in a life-threatening stage with many also believing that he too deserves a payout 
but it's more than likely that he'll be taken very good care of by Gaga, as she is well known for treating her employees as her best friends. Police have also expressed concerns over a spike in similar cases over the last week, with a trending pattern seeing 18 people shot in robberies in the area, as opposed to the same time last year, where just one shooting occurred. It's believed the shooting was not directed at Gaga herself, but is definitely not ruled out. This week in our brand new segment, called Have Your Say, we asked you during the week, should Lady Gaga have paid a $500,000 reward for the return of her French Bulldogs? In our poll on Instagram, 63% of you said yes, and 37% said no. Corinne said, after she pays the $500,000 reward, she should also send a matching donation to an animal rescue organisation. Jennifer said, they are her dogs, it's her money. Amanda said, I don't think she should have offered such a large sum as a reward, because it just glorifies the crime that was committed, and encourages the same behaviour in order to receive a reward. I feel that the missing dogs were aired enough around the world that they could have been found without the reward, and I also wouldn't be surprised if the lady who found them wasn't linked to the dognappers in some way. Elizabeth said, Her money, her bulldogs, her choice. Sure, it could have serious ramifications, however, I doubt setting a precedent is the last thing that was on her mind. And finally, Sarah said, I would pay whatever it took to get my dogs back. I probably would pay that if I had it. If you would like to take part in next week's Have Your Say segment, then stay tuned for next week's question that will be posted on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. All you have to do is comment on the post, have your say, and your opinion might be featured in next week's episode of The Weekly Muse. Coming up over the next few weeks, we count down to Season 2's launch with the story of Kurt Cobain Part 1 being released on the 22nd of March. Next week, there will be another instalment of the Weekly Muse, and right now, you can check out my latest interviews with Tim Staffel of Smile, who played alongside Brian May and Roger Taylor of Queen, and was a good friend of Freddie Mercury during their Ealing College days. We discussed Tim's life growing up, his musical influences, how he formed Smile, what led him to leave Smile to join Humpy Bong, ultimately leaving the door open for an eager Freddie Mercury to join Smile, and then form Queen, and where Tim went from there. I also caught up with former keyboard and synthesizer player for Prince and the Revolution, Dr. Matt Fink. He also shared with us his journey through life and what it was like playing alongside Prince to what he is doing today. Both of these musicians were great to talk to, and I hope you enjoy these interviews. Well, that wraps up this instalment of The Weekly Muse. I hope you enjoy this breakdown of what's happening in the world of music today, and I look forward to joining you again next week. Don't forget if you are really enjoying the podcast, it would be highly appreciated if you could leave a positive review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen, as this helps the podcast be seen and pushes us up the rankings so others can enjoy the podcast too. Share the podcast with your friends, family, and fellow music lovers to let them know what they have been missing out on. If you haven't yet clicked the follow or subscribe button to the podcast, then make sure you do so you don't miss out when new episodes are released. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok and our website at lyricsoftheirlife.com. Or if you're feeling really generous, you can even head to our Patreon page and support the podcast for as little as $1 a month, just a little something to show your appreciation. Thanks again everyone for tuning in, I'm your host Adam Hampton and this is Lyrics of Their Life.